welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. For the gift of life, thank him that he's called you to work for him. In spite of everything, he went beyond others and picked you and said, I want you to be my servant. I want you to be grateful. Lift your two hands and thank him and say, Lord, I thank you for the gift of life and the privilege to be called your servant in your house. Shabalana, Sindadahayash. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the privilege to serve your people. Thank you for the privilege to be called your own. Thank you for the privilege to know you as a father. Thank you for the privilege to come into your house this morning. Thank you for your protection and your guidance. We thank you for the wisdom you've granted us in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for good health. We thank you for healing us of our infirmities. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for what we are about to be taught. We thank you that, Lord, the blood is still speaking over our lives and over our affairs. We thank you, God, for your eternal mercies, Lord. We commit every church worker into your hands. We commit every liberal in the house into your hands. We commit every member in the house into your hands. We pray that, Lord, as we have gathered to listen to your word, your wisdom will flood our hearts, and we shall serve you better in the name of Jesus. Let your grace be sufficient unto us this day and forevermore. Father, we pray. I commit my hearers into your hands. I pray, O oh God, that your presence will fill this house, will fill what we are about to hear. Everyone online and everyone on their way to church, we pray that, Lord, as we teach your word, wisdom, knowledge, understanding will come to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seat. This morning, as a church worker service, I want to share on the subject, do not be self-centered. Do not be self-centered. Do not be self-centered. Do not be self-centered. It is very easy for us to be self-centered as children of God. It is very, very easy for a human being to think about himself. It is also very dangerous for a man to hold himself as self-made. There is no 
successful story that was composed only by the person. It's only a man who is proud who can say that I am self-made. Every life you see up there is as a result of the inputs of others. Are you following me? Every life you see up there, every life you see shining, every life you see being clapped for is as a result of the input of others. The only reason pride will lift a man up is for pride to destroy the person. The only reason the force of pride will lift a man is to prepare the man to be destroyed. So it is to our benefit for us to understand that we are not self-made. And if you understand that you are not self-made, then you begin to appreciate the people God gives to you, the people God connects you to, the environment that God puts you in because you know that you are not self-made. There is always room at the top for anyone who is willing to say, I will serve God and I will serve my neighbor. There is always room at the top for a man who says to himself, I will serve God or I am ready to serve God and I'm ready to serve the people God brings my way. Today I'm showing you something that can change your life forever and that will put your life on an enviable path. A great man once said, listen to this and I quote, you will always have everything in life that you want if you will help enough other people get what they want. You can always Get what you want in life. You can always have what you want in life. You can always have what you have desired in life or what you desire in life as long as you will make yourself a helper to others. As long as you tune yourself and you take a quality decision to be a helper to others, you are on the path to achieve whatever you have put in your heart. The more you help others, we always want destiny helpers, but you are a destiny helper. Make yourself a destiny helper. Make yourself a destiny helper. Make yourself a life helper. It is a secret to life that the more you serve, the more you will be served. The more you serve, the more you'll be served. The more you serve God, the more you serve man, the more you serve your neighbor, the more you serve your world, the more you'll be served in life. I want each church member in this church to incorporate the spirit of 
helping others in their hearts. Helping others. Location notwithstanding. The spirit, may you be known as a man, may you be known as a lady who helps people in the fullness of the capacity that God has given to you. There are some people who never helps anything. They never care about anybody. They never care about anything happening around them and happening to people. They don't offer a helping hand to anybody. But you see, it took Aaron and you and Moses to secure the battle for the Israelites. You need to help others if you want help one day. And the truth is that one day we shall all need help. The secret to assessing help is for you to make yourself a helper to others. I thought you say amen. That amen was not good. Help others to achieve their goals in life and you will look for nothing in life because it will come to you. I don't know where the mindset is. I mean there are some cultures that makes you feel that if you become a servant to someone, you are inferior. But that is not what Jesus taught us. The way of Christ is different from the way of our ancestors. The way of Christ. You see, this is a clear path to prosperity that this generation wouldn't want. Because we want a quick fix. We want, that's why 419 is so much, that's why um, blood money is so much in our generation. Because we don't want to use the ancient path that turns people into greatness. Mention all the great people you know, in church and outside church, in the kingdom and outside the kingdom, you will see that they are great servants. Yeah. A man who is not ready to serve is a man who forfeits his throne. So as you are called a church worker in church, it is God's way of training you and inculcating in you the spirit to serve and preparing you for a path of greatness. It will make a great difference in your life if you will imbibe the spirit of service. It kills pride. It kills ego. It kills haughtiness. It kills arrogance. It kills the voice of the flesh. Service is the way of King Jesus. Service. Seven was his best attribute. He will sit down, take towel, begin to wash the feet of his disciples, showing them the way. If you are a Christian and you cannot serve, you are not ready for your promotion. You are not ready to be fruitful. 
You are not ready to see the, 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 the glory that God has put in your destiny. There is a glory in your destiny. One of the forces that will push it out is the spirit of service. This is what I call the golden rule of prosperity. The spirit of service. The golden rule of prosperity. Pastor, I want to succeed. God, I want to prosper. Lord, prosper me. God says that take the path of service. True leadership always begins with servanthood. True leadership always begins with servanthood. True leadership in Christ always begins with servanthood. If you fail to serve and serve well, you are forfeiting leadership positions in future. Some of us are too full of ourselves and we are not ready to serve anything, even at work. You are seated somewhere and somebody's pen falls down and you are just there. I remember the other day I was going to sit in my car at work and you see, you have to watch out for others. Write it down. Watch out for other people's issues. Other people's conditions. Because God looked at our condition and came to help us. So as I was walking to the car, to my car, I saw that my matron's car tie was low. Does it concern me? No. And she was sitting in the car, about to move the car. So I tapped her and said, Ma, your tie is low. Let me pump it for you. So I went into my car, picked my pumping, tie pumping machine, and I pumped it for her. And she said, that is why you are a man of God. If you will watch out for the needs and the issues of others, you will now see that that thing that you say, God, let me be a blessing to others. Let me be. You see that you become a blessing to people. In little, little ways, you leave a mark on the heart of people. Because as a Christian, people expect the Christ kind of life to emanate from our actions. Yeah. And one thing we knew Jesus for was the spirit of what? Was the spirit of what? Service. Selfishness leads to a limited glory or seriously a distraction of a man's life. Selfishness. Me, myself, and I. The syndrome of the black Christian. The, the syndrome we are, me, myself, and I, is a very bad spirit. It grows nothing. It grows no system. It grows no family. So you enter into a family, everybody is a dwarf except one man who is a giant. 
and he cares not to help others to come up. But the names, the family, the families, great families you know in Ghana, big names you know in Ghana is because some people in that family have decided to push everybody in that family into the realm of greatness. I pray that this teaching will be with you forever. And wherever you are and wherever you will be, you will have the spirit of a servant. Yeah. The spirit of servanthood. Losing the conscience of the conscience of yourself or the consciousness of yourself to meet the needs of others. If that spirit eats up the church, our marriages will be beautiful. Our fellowship will be beautiful. Because I look out for you and you look out for me. I look out for the joy of you. You look out for the joy of me. That is the spirit of Christ. Are you here with me? Jesus left the throne in heaven and came to us here to suffer, to be betrayed, to do all manner of things that under normal circumstance should not happen to him. I know where the difficulty is because sometimes the behavior of others can hurt you so much that you become very resentful. And that is very demonic. And that is a satanic agenda to turn Christians into resentful people. To weaken the kingdom and weaken the church. Are you here with me? Yes. But you see, when Jesus rebuked Peter, Peter didn't become resentful. He still remained and flowed along. Because the spirit of resentfulness can break the course of team, teamwork. And when teamwork is not there, nothing is achievable. No, no, you are following Jesus. And then Jesus stands and looks at you and says, Get thee behind me, devil or Satan. Someone you left your profession to follow is now calling you Satan. Just one mistake you did. You're out. You just go. Some of you say, oh, Jesus, take your ministry. I, I, I came to follow you and you are now calling me devil. Okay, I'll be in the ministry, but I'll take the, bank, the back bench. Because I think the more I get close to this pastor, the more he's offending me. So, make a day back. That is a demonic strategy. When you, 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 you wrap yourself in selfishness, you become a little package to the world and not a great package. Pouring yourself out to serve others is making the glory of God in you spread in your generation. I told you, show me a successful story and I will show you a servant of God and a servant of man. You don't want to serve anything. You don't want to serve anybody. You don't want to become 
an asset to the prosperity of someone. But all you are waiting for is the Nigerian or African kind of law law. Um, No, that is not Christ's way of making you a great person. He said, if any one of you want to be the greatest, let him become your servant. Are you here? You being a son of God or a child of God doesn't mean that you cannot be a servant of God. In fact, it is to the joy of the king to see his children serving him in the kingdom of God. No, that's, that, 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 the sons of the devil don't serve God. The children of Satan cannot serve God. It is the children of God. So I know you have become a royal priesthood. In fact, priesthood talks about service. When God called people into the priest, the priesthood office, it was because the people were going to stand between the, the priest was going to stand between the people and God. And speak on their behalf and speak on behalf of God. So a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, a peculiar people is a peculiar people and not an arrogant people. I think that word has made people feel that they are above their colleagues. I am a peculiar person. Hold it. Every Christian is a peculiar the reason being that we are blood washed, the reason being that we carry the Holy Spirit, the reason being that we carry the earnest of the Spirit, the reason being that we have been predestinated, the reason being that we have been anointed. So it is not an exclusive package for only you. For you to begin to see yourself above other believers. We are all in the same realm. In the sight of God. So every Christian has been elevated into the spiritual realm. Every Christian. So when you hear that you are a peculiar person, you should not think. Sometimes when you hear, yes, you are, but you are not above other believers. Immediately you start seeing yourself above other believers. The spirit of pride has entered into your heart and you cannot serve and you are forfeiting something that must come to you. Elisha became Elisha because of service. Joshua became Joshua because of service. Moses became Moses because of service. Are you following me? Are you hearing me, someone? Being a servant is not always the most natural thing to do as a human being, but do it anyway. Being a servant is not the most, it's not always the natural thing to do because every one of us wants to be served. Every one of us, every there is something in man that desires that somebody must serve him. Is it not true? Tilly? Yeah, it's true. Everybody wants to feel benze. 
Bossu one. Organ number one. Chama, chama. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has that sense that somebody should. So you see young pastors with plenty of armor bearers following them to preach for you. Hey! <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a tendency of the flesh. You won't get me in your church and want to take my Bible. I won't give it to you. The spirit of servanthood must baptize the church. When I get a bit deeper, I'll be ending in some 30 minutes. You will understand. Somewhere, somehow, we are all conditioned to think about ourselves. So that's how come somebody will be coming to church every time he has a particular chair, he sits on the day he comes and someone is sitting on, then he or she is angry. This is my seat. This is mine. This is mine. This is my seat. Because everybody wants to be, and it's, I don't know, it's natural. Business people, pastors, everybody. This is my sheep. <laughs> this is my member. <laughs> He's my son. He's my daughter. My signboard. My this. So we all have that tendency. Okay? That is the reason. Now listen to this statistic. 97% of people will write their own names when they are given a new pen to try. And they say, oh, try this pen for me. You are very likely to write your own name. This is statistics. They did it. You say, try this pen. Oh, you are writing Rita. Oh, you are writing Esther. Because we are all conditioned. When you go to school, or you go to pick your children from school, when you go, and another child has fallen down, do, do you care? No, you won't. Naturally. You see that amongst 100 parents watching a child for only two or three will try to reach out to the child. Because we have all been conditioned. The flesh likes comfort. The flesh likes recognition. The flesh likes it. But Christ is saying, make yourself of no reputation. Make yourself of no reputation. Not that you are not an asset to God, but you make yourself of no reputation. Put yourself down. Because the more you go down, the more you can receive from the tap of grace. You cannot put a bucket on top of a tap and expect the content that is being released from the tap to enter into the bucket. So the Bible said, God resisted the proud, but what? He giveth what? Grace to the humble. The spirit of service is a manifestation of the spirit of humility. And may you be known as a servant of the most high God. Can I hear a big amen? The truth is that more is accomplished when nobody cares who takes the glory. More is accomplished when nobody cares who takes the glory. 
When we are achieving things together and nobody cares about who is taking the glory, a lot is achieved. When we sing and the glory of God is in the building and members are clapping and are happy and enjoying the presence of God and nobody cares about who takes the glory, Nobody is thinking. Eh, it's because, eh, look at how the person leading the song. Everybody is clapping because of the person leading the song. Oh, everybody is clapping because of the organist. Everybody is clapping because of the basis. With nobody thinks about who takes the glory. A lot is achieved. But immediately, we all start seeking for Recognition. Recognition. Eh, I've been backing for a long time and they are not playing, changing the cards. They should push me forward small. I am in the dark. Come around, no I'm not picking me here. I'm not picking me here. And every day the things on this particular lady. As if she she's the one that can sing. Look. When everybody starts seeking for recognition, nothing will be achieved. In a greater measure. Are you here? In church, no one takes the credit except Jesus. Write it down. In church, in the kingdom, in the life of the believer, he must understand that nobody takes the credit except Jesus. Except Jesus. Because the church is for him. He rules the church. He governs the church. He bets the church. He grows his church. He fights for his church. He fights for his servants. He defends his church. He defends his servants. So all the glory goes to him. So you see, that is why we need to understand the songs we sing. We give you glory, Lord. As we honor you, we give you glory, Lord. As we honor you. So, we, the glory goes back to him. We are working. We are serving. We are sweeping. We are ushering. We are singing. We are playing. We are preaching. We are praying. But, at the end of the day, when the trophy comes, we return it to Master Jesus. So if nobody cares about who takes the glory or who takes the credit in contemporary sense, who takes the credit, you see that much will be achieved. And that is the spirit of service that Christ came to introduce us to. God has called us to serve those we are brought into contact with in church and outside the church. The reason you met me is to serve. The reason I met you is to serve you. That is why I, what I'm doing now, I'm serving you. I'm putting new information into you to replace old informations that can hinder you from moving forward. I'm serving you by preaching the word of God to you 
And you will serve by what you do in the church or in the kingdom. And any other person you meet in the world, God brings you in contact with them, you must see the opportunity to serve. If you are going somewhere, you must always look out for opportunities to serve. If you know you are destined for the top, you must always look out for the opportunity to be a blessing. And I, I, I pray that the Holy Ghost will open your heart and put this thing there for me. That it will be characterized or characteristics of people in this house. That they are people of service. They are assets and not liabilities. Can I, can I hear a big amen? Your amen is not big. Yeah. Be willing to serve without trying to reap. Because true service will command the harvest on you automatically. Be willing to serve and without not being eager to reap. Because immediately you start looking for the, instead of looking for opportunity to serve, you are looking for opportunity to reap. People join churches and people come to church not thinking about what to give to the church. Not thinking about how to be a blessing to the church. Not thinking about what did God bring me here for. But they come with the mind to take from the church. They come with the mind to see what they can eat in the church. That is not the spirit of When Christ came into our lives, he came to give. He came to better our lives. May you enter into people's lives and may you not live as a destructive agent. May you not live as somebody who betrayed the people. May you not live as someone who left bitterness in the heart of the people God brought you into contact with. May you be a blessing and may you be an asset and may you be a point of reference for good in the lives of people. I thought you would say amen. May this church Remember you for good. Yeah. May the church members remember you. Not because you were just a member. But because of your good works. Because of your input. Because of your impact. Because of your supply. To what God is doing. May your family recognize you. As an ancestor of blessing. Yes. Be willing to serve unreservedly. Before looking for a way to get, look for a way to give. Before looking for a way to get, look for a way to give. Look for a way to give. Look for a way to give before you look for a way to get. Look for a way to give before you look for a way to get. Look for a way to give before you look for a way to get. Look for a way to give before you look for a way to get. You can't be a success in life until you have learned how to serve the Lord and others. You cannot be a success in life until you have learned how to serve the Lord and others.
Service is the key to the top. Service. This generation, nobody wants to serve anyone. <laughs> no one, no one wants to lose himself to serve. We are all masters and our guests. I am above and not beneath. That is not what servanthood is talking about. I am above and not beneath. I am too anointed to be down. <laughs> Who is not anointed? I am too anointed to be common. You are a common man. You are just clay. That's why you fall sick. Anytime you fall sick, it should remind you that you are common. <laughs> are you here? You are not superhuman. Anytime you become sad because of somebody's action, it should remind you that you are a human being. Anytime you go for a funeral and you see somebody laid in state, somebody you knew, somebody who spoke to you, it should remind you that you are human. And one day, you become like that. The reason, you see, this generation, we have all the information, we have all the revelation, we have all the the one, 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 deep review and all that. And yet, we are the most miserable generation. We are the most, the, 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 the generation that, that, that lacks solution to, to, to things. We are the generation that have no wisdom to solve things. With all the deep revelation, because certain basics of the Christ life has been put aside. And human philosophies has entered into the church. May we begin to go the way of Christ one more time. And that way is the way of service. Hallelujah. Can you help me with that light? It is said that the way to the throne room is through the servant quarters. The way to the throne room, the way to the palace is through the servant's quarters. Keep these words in your heart. Let it be part of you. Seek no recognition, but serve. Recognition will come. Rewards will come. Promotions will come. Prosperity will come. This is the hidden truth of the kingdom of God. Service. Serving unreservedly at work, wherever you find yourself, at home, in your marriage, at church. Serve. Serve. Just serve. Keep serving. Keep pouring yourself. One day, when God begins to lift you up, that is when no man can bring you down because you paid your dues. I thought you would say amen. I thought you would say amen. amen. This is what I wrote down. One of the incredible things you can do for yourself in life is to decide to do something for someone 
who does not have the capacity or the resource to pay you back. Yeah. Do things for people who can't pay you back. It is the way to fulfillment in life. It is the sure way of fulfillment in life. The Bible said, cast your bread upon the waters. You may find it after many days. In this generation, you can see people. They are in a small church and they leave it. And they move to popular churches. They are in a small company and they leave. And they move to big companies at the wrong time. They are in a they are in an association that isn't big. But they don't know that when Jesus was born, he was born in a manger, in a small village. But that was an instrument to change the world. It's, 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 it's very rare for people. You see people moving from company to company like water. Timing. It's very important. Where you serve is very important. What you do what? What you do at what place is very important. There are things you can do in a environment and never be celebrated, but you do it in B environment and great rewards comes. Have the spirit of patience to serve and serve until your day of promotion comes. I thought you say amen. amen. Matthew chapter 23 verse 11. Quickly. Matthew chapter 23 verse number 11. But he that is greatest among you shall be. <laughs> shall be. Is, is, give me another version. Shall be your servant. The greatest one among you must be your servant. Is the English okay? Must. It's not like can be or will be. No. The greatest one amongst you. I have ordained all of you. I have laid down on all of you. I have taught all of you. I have guided all of you. I have commissioned all of you. But the greatest amongst you must be your servant. Another version. The greatest among you must be a servant. This is Christ speaking to us. It's not the greatest amongst you must be carried in a palanquin. No. The, our way, the world's way is to carry the greatest amongst them in a palanquin. Our way is that the greatest amongst us must be our servant. Are you here? The man who actually lives for himself is a failure. So you, you are looking for a definition of a failure. A failure is the man who actually lives for himself and not for others. The failure is the woman or the lady who lives for himself and not for others. Look, when you go to school and you are learning, know that you are not learning for yourself, 
But you are learning because you are preparing yourself to help others. In you must not fail because you are being prepared to be a blessing to others. Glory to God. Proverbs chapter 26 verse 12. See thou a man wise in his own conceit. There is more hope for a fool than him. The English is big. Change it for us. When a man is full of himself, even a fool has a hope than him. He said, the most stupid fool is better off than those who think they are wise when they are not. <laughs> are you here? Turn to somebody and tell the person, remember Proverbs 26 verse 12. Yeah. Said, the most stupid fool is better off than those who think they are wise when they are not. Another version. See that man who thinks he's so smart. You can expect far more from a fool than from him. NLT. There is no more, or there is more hope for fools than for people who think they are wise. Yes. A man full of himself is the man we call a failure because even a fool is better off than him. It's a strong word. Self-love makes us fools. <laughs> because you miss the opportunity to be a blessing to others. You forfeit your throne for just keeping to yourself. Me, myself, and I makes you a failure. Because you destroy everybody just for you to sit on the throne. And after you sit on the throne, who do you want to celebrate you? That is the man who is full of himself. I pray that you will not be such a man. I pray that you will not be such a woman. I pray that you will be a different kind of Christian in this contemporary world. I pray that the ancient pathways of scripture and the word of God will still flow out of your life. Can I hear a big amen? Change your favorite word from I, from I to us. Your favorite word that is I, 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 I like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like, I, 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 I. Change it to us or to you. That is the words of a servant. The man who believes in nothing but himself lives in a small world and an insignificant world. The man who believes in, in nothing apart from he believes. No, they teach that believe in yourself. But they didn't say believe in yourself only. Is English clear? Is it clear? 
They didn't say believe in yourself only. No. As for you, you don't believe in anything except yourself. You are living in a very small world. You think you are the area mama. Move to another town. When you check your specs and you check the specs of the other one, you keep quiet. You know, there are schools like secondary school. Yesterday, somebody was telling me about when she went to secondary school, a very top, I think, gay hair or so. And he said, they were all sharks that have gathered there. They were all sharks. So be a boy. So try exams. They wrote an exams. And she said, from first position one to position 20, eh, the difference between them can be point one, point one, point one, point one, point one. And some of them, it will be bracket. Seven people have 99.75. So they use alphabetical order. Yeah. Anyone who thinks that he is the best, and no other person can be the best. It's a fool. That's what the Bible is saying. Be the best that you can. But expect your brother and your sister to also become the best that she can. That is the Christ way of talking. The best way to be happy in life is to forget about yourself and think about others. I'm thinking about myself. Thinking about myself. It's not the way Jesus came to show us. People came to follow him after three days, they were hungry. He could have told them, Oh, we've broken camp, go and get food and eat. He said, let them. So the disciples were asking, where are you going to get food to feed all these people? Because they quantified the amount. But Jesus said, let them sit down. I have the responsibility to supply for others. You want um, good friends. Pastor, now there are no good friends. Which friend have you invested in? Which friendship have you invested in? Which friendship have you invested time into? Which friendship have you invested respect into? Which friendship have you invested reliability, trustworthiness into? You want a good friend. You must be a better friend. We betray each other easily. We gossip about each other easily. We are envious about each other easily. We demean others easily. We become jealous easily. Your own brother, my friend in whom I take counsel with. We betray each other very easily. We wash others' dirty clothes outside. And yet we smile with them. And when we get up, we say they are no good people again. You must be a good person. And you must invest in friendship. You must... That's, that is why you must think about others. What you are saying about the church. What you are saying about the pastor. What you are saying about your leader. What you are saying about your family. Are you destroying your family? You are going to marry someone or then you start talking about everything about your family. This is my uncle. This is my auntie. This is my this. This is my that. This is my this. This is my that. This is my this. This is my that. 
You are just destroying everything around you in a second. Because of one opportunity you're about to get, you destroy a friend. And we get up and say, there are no good people. There should be good people. There are good people. There are good marriage materials in the church. There are good men to marry. There are good women to marry. You have not invested in anybody, so you think that there are no good people. Think about others. What you are saying about your brother, if they said it about you, can you stand? It's because we don't think about others, we destroy people easily. All in the name of God, as God will forgive me. God will forgive you, but your connection with others will be affected. You will not have horizontal relationship. Quality ones. Amen. Egoism is the only disease where the patient feels well. At the time that he's dying. <laughs> you feel that you are okay. But your wellness is just to prepare you to die. <laughs> Ego disconnects you from people who should help you. Ego makes you feel well, but not letting you know that the people around you feel sick about you. Because you are full of yourself. May you not lose opportunities because you are seen as an egocentric person. You are somebody who thinks about himself and nobody else. I thought you would say amen. My last few statements and we end. Look out for opportunities to serve God and the people you are privileged to meet in life. Look out for them. Look out for opportunities to serve God and the people you are privileged to meet in life. Those who sing their own praises seldom receive crowns. Yes. That means they have not touched in their life and they are singing their own praise. David did not sing his own praise. The people sang for him. Are you here? If you are a blessing to people, people will sing your praise. When you see a man bragging, bragging, I do, I've done this, I've done, I, 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 that means the person has not had good impact on people. Until people sing your praises, you have made no impact in people's lives. At this young age, at this stage of your life, you are receiving this word to be a blessing to others. To be a servant to others. There are some religions and there are some teachings around that is destroying the church gradually. People are, so that is why somebody does something, they are corrected, they leave church. That is why somebody does something at the workplace, your boss corrects you, and you leave the workplace. Sometimes God gives you a wicked boss. 
Because that is the type of system that can make you into the vessel he wants you to become. Nehemiah was not serving a very nice king. Because those times the rules were very, very strong and executed. You don't go before the king with a moody face. You straight, you'll be executed. Before you are, your, your countenance before the king, you must gladiate joy. Because the king is already burdened. So one of the rules is that you don't be in his presence. That's why I told you, I like happy church workers. I don't like more church. My, my headache is too much. <laughs> but Nehemiah was so heavy in heart with the burden of going back to Jerusalem to restore the wall. And the king saw it. And the king did not ask him to be executed, but asked that, what will you need? Are you here with me? Yeah. Sometimes the unrighteous are the vessels that God uses to establish his own counsel. Let's learn to serve. Your boss can be a Muslim. Serve. Serve him. Don't run away and say, I am working in the environment. Work. And he goes to Mecca and come, he can give you a car. And you stop taking trotro. That's <laughs> the car. I said, yes. When you bring out dedicated, you use it. If you don't like it, I'll take it. Go and add it to my cars. Are you here with me? Think about others. Think about how others feel. Stop becoming selfish. Hurting everybody everywhere. If you think about others, you will not be ungrateful. Are you here? Yes. This is what we must be teaching every time in church. Because being one is not automatic. It's like you are marrying, you are marrying two people together. And from today, we declare you husband and wife. You are one and blessed. It doesn't happen like that too. No matter the apostles and the bishops and things who pray for you, eh? when you go back, the fixing, the fusing, some takes years, 15 years, 20 years, working out the oneness. All the frictions are ironed out with time. Don't think too much of yourself. Try to develop the habit of thinking about others. Try to think about the habit of thinking about the of others. Help until you have become a helper. Mephibosheth was in Lodiba. And the king wanted to favor him. But there was no way Mephibosheth could have come to the palace. David said, go and fetch him. Yambuana. He will forfeit his blessings forever. Go to Lodiba and bring him to the palace. That was a great help. Let's be real helpers to people. Let's help people to stand on their feet in life. Let's help the church to be built, to be established because one day, generations yet unborn, 
will come and drink from this house. And it will be because you and I, as foundational members, laid the solid foundation for people yet unborn. Some of you don't know. Your children may become the pastors of this church. Your children may be praise and worship leaders. Your children may be intercessors. You have no idea. I end this morning's teaching. You can easily miss out on God's will when you think too much of yourself. If Jesus had thought too much of himself, he wouldn't have come down. He thought about us. Whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We gave no offering. We gave no praises. We gave no prayer. We gave nothing. He decided to come down and to save us. People, people who boast of being self-made usually have few parts of their life missing, but they don't know. May, may, may we become servants of the Most High. May we serve people. May we serve the Lord. May we serve. May we serve. May we serve unreservedly. May we serve. May the spirit of service in Christ Jesus become our portion. Pastor, we have other needs. Yes, serve. It is in service that God will meet your own need. Yes. It's a mystery. It's a secret. It's a coded language in the kingdom. Lose yourself to help others. Lose yourself to help others. Be there for others. And one day, they'll be there for you. Be there for people. It's a rule of life. The golden rule of life. Be there for people. Who calls you when they are in need? I'm not talking about just money. Move your mind from money. That's our problem. We all think money, 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 money. But who calls you when they are in danger? As a sister and as a brother in Christ Jesus. One of the people who are never available when you are in need are Christian brothers and sisters. And sometimes Israel must go to Egypt to get corn. Yeah. Who calls you? Do you even get calls when people are in need? It shows that you have not made yourself available to be a blessing. I want you to pray. Put your right hand on your heart. And pray for yourself that, oh God, from today, help me to be a blessing to others. Away from my mind, the spirit of selfishness and the spirit of ego that only makes me look out for me, myself, and I. Give me that spirit that looks out for other people's welfare. John Knox was in prayer. And his prayer was not to become popular or to get a house or to, to even get more anointing. No. He said, 
Give me Scotland or I die. What has been your prayer? Give me marriage or I die. Give me children or I die. Give me this one. But John Knox said, give me Scotland or I die. Burden me with the burdens of Scotland. Help me think about others. Help me reach out to others. Make me a channel of blessing. Give me that spirit that whatever I am doing, whether business, whether I am learning, Lord, let that spirit drive my activities in life. That I was made to be a blessing. I was made to be a destiny helper. I was made to cause those who are crawling to begin to fly. I was made to pick up the poor from the Marie clay and set them upon the rock. I was made for others. I was made to serve and not to be served. Lord, make out of this house mighty servants of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Give God a good clap offering. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.